next door. Woo, 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 woo. That's what I have to say. A podcast show by Christy Andrea Dacus and Allison Robertson to all American girls sharing their big ideas about faith, culture, business, romance, how they get through the day and sometimes remain with their sanity intact. No technology again saves the day um, or strikes us. I don't know. Um, so today uh, we'll just start over again because you know that's how we roll. Uh, so if you're watching, you just get a replay, so you can you know fast forward. No, you you can't when it's live. But today, welcome to the Girls Next Door a podcast of two mama bears, business owners, and chatty Cathy's, <laughs> located in Alabama's very own River Region. Your co-host, me, Christy Andrea Dacus, and Allison Robertson, um, two typical girls bringing you real life solutions to real life. Uh, today, we're going to talk about growing through grief, what that looks like, um, especially when grief shows up in the most unexpected places. Listening to music, your favorite smells, quiet moments when you're all up in your head, when you're tired and you're stressed. And the worst one for me is in those moments of joy. So today, in this episode of The Girls Next Door, we're going to dis discuss grief, what it looks like when it rears its ugly, sinking head, um, how we experience it, and, and how we, Allison and I, personally have dealt with it in our lives. So we're just going to go back through this, this prom question again, since we already maybe did it or maybe not, who knows, with this technology. But um, Allison, who did you take to your high school prom and why? Look at my cool mug. I love my <laughs> mug. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I put like a coffee mug. Anyways, okay. So, um, who did I take to my high school prom? We had like junior and senior prom. And I don't remember, which is horrible. And that's why I don't, it might not have been the best. I don't know. No offense if you're watching. Who knows? I don't even know. But I know senior year, I went with friends. I chose to go with my girlfriends and I had a blast. That's definitely the way to go for people out there that are listening and are considering prom dates. I went with friends, I could dance with whoever I wanted to, I could do whatever I wanted to, whoop, whoop, with my friends, and it was a good time. So my mom made my dress and yeah, it was good. It was good. What about you? Um, I was my junior prom date. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> sorry, sorry, junior prom date. Uh, no, just kidding. Just kidding. Um, I went with uh, my high school boyfriend, <laughs> um, and I wish I had gone with friends. It would have been more fun. Um, but what I want to address about this uh, is, you know, how special those moments are. It was, I remember stupid stuff like my dress was really, really small, okay? All these girls had these big, beautiful dresses, and, and that's typically what my style would be. But I chose something like slender, had like these little tiny straps. I probably look like a hooker. I don't know. <laughs> but um, I do remember, I can't dance the electric slide, okay? And when I went down to put my hand down and pull it back, I punched one of my girls right, right here in the head with my hand because that's the kind of klutz that I am. I do not belong on the dance floor. I have no moves, okay? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, but you know, Allison, you remember how special that moment was 
right? You, you remember like the little details and how it made you feel getting ready for it and just the excitement of it, the prep for it, right? You got your hair done, you got your nails done, you had special shoes, right? Just like when oh, yeah. you're watching your little girls play, if you have little girls, even their little boys, because they play dress up too, right? And they're, they have to have every accessory oh, yeah. for whatever costume or dress up that they're putting on. That's what prom is in real life. And then, and aside from your wedding, it's really one of the only true chances you get to make, you know, happen with this. So, um, okay. Moving on, because we want, we don't want to keep you on here forever, and we want to provide you with some really great information. We're going to go to bathtub thoughts. This is Allison's section where she shares what she thinks about in the bathtub. <laughs> All right, so bathtub thoughts. Basically, never mind. I'm gonna keep it easy here. So bathtub thoughts are. <laughs> are basically your random thoughts that you think about when you're in the bathtub or the shower because it's just you and you wash your hair, whatever. So anyways, my random bathtub thought for this week is, so our grandparents, I'm thinking our great grandparents went through the Great Depression. And I know like you can kind of see a trend with that generation where it was their you know, borders in a way or um, the way they buy their food or grow their food or, you know, a, a lot more, um, you know, so more maybe or things like that because they went through the Great Depression and that's the way they had to adjust their lives. Well, now I'm thinking, okay, so we've all lived through this and are continuing to live through this pandemic period and life is just weird and changed on so many levels. So what's it going to look like when we come out of this? Are we going to be, you know, forever hoarding toilet paper because we have like PTSD from, from toilet paper shortage or something? I mean, I don't know. Um, or just uh, the way we buy groceries and stock up, you know, I don't know. I'm just curious. I was thinking about how it's going to look for us in our generation now that we've lived through this in the future to other people. They're like, oh, look at those your pandemic people. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I lived through the great pandemic of 2020. The great pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I, re I remember my grandmother, she used to put butter on her crackers because I mean, she buttered everything because she couldn't get butter yeah. during the Great Depression. She couldn't, like, so, right? Interesting. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, okay, so with that said, we promise that ties into, you know, what we're going to move through. Um, I want to remind you about the playground rules. Uh, today's playground rule is sit down on the swings and slow down before you get off. Right? Do you guys remember that rules or would you advise your children to do that? Well, when I was a kid, I would stand on the swings and I'd twirl them up and then I would release so it would go so fast. Sometimes it would even throw me off the swing when I'd get so going so fast, right? Or I'd pump so high um, that I'd feel like I was going to reach the sky with my chubby little legs going back and forth, back and forth. Um, and that was pure freedom. And I didn't care about rules, I didn't care that I could get hurt. I just wanted to feel good and I wanted to be the kid that got the rep for swinging the highest and jumping the furthest. And I was such a tomboy. Um, but I was thinking about that rule, that playground rule. And when I think about any rule, right, I, I, as a child, I don't think I really questioned them um, until I watched 
my friend do exactly what I was doing. Same thing, right? He wanted to get that rep. He was going to, he was determined to beat me. And then he jumped off and landed on another kid and broke the other boy's arm. Um, and not to mention he fractured his own rib. So with that said, you know, there's always a reason we have rules in place. It is okay to question why that rule is in place. If it's something that you just can't wrap your head around, it doesn't, and by questioning it, it doesn't mean that you disagree with it. It doesn't mean that you are trying to cause trouble. It just means that it's okay to understand it and understand why that's in place. And I think a lot of times we forget that we need to be doing that. Um, and, you know, which leads me into what we're talking about today, which is, you know, the real meat and potatoes of our talk, which is grief. The rules of grief let me just tell you, it's, they change all the time. And it changed based on what kind of grief you're experiencing in the moment. But here's some, I, I, I was doing a lot of research so that I could really sound educated while I was on this chat today. Um, I, I know it's not really happening, but I tried for you guys at least. <laughs> but there's a ton of different kinds of grief. Prolonged grief, anticipatory grief, mass grief, dis disenfranchised grief, secondary grief, cumulative grief, inhibited grief, ambiguous grief, complicated grief, normal, traumatic, abbreviated, exaggerated, absent, and collective grief. And I think there's more than that, right? These are just the ones that have been clinically defined, right, or identified. Um, but we're not going to focus on all of those, I promise you, because we're going to try to keep this a little shorter, but rather we're going to look at um, a couple that we've experienced in our own lives and that we're watching people go through right now. Um, we also want to note we're not doctors, we're not therapists, we're not here to, you know, cure you of your grief. We're just here to talk about it because we're the girls next door and we speak from true life experiences with this. Um, so first, I, I want to chat and bring up ambiguous grief or ambiguous loss. We've been watching, you know, this kind of ties into what we were talking about with prom earlier. Juniors and seniors all over the country, all over the world, grieve prom, grieve graduation, grieve the, their last sports season, um, rite of passage events, right, that, that they only get in their, their junior and senior years. Um, they put a ton of work into it. They've waited, you know, if we're, if we're speaking about prom, they waited for that night forever their whole school career to get there. And it was all canceled on them. And that's an ambiguous grief. It's believed that a person um, will lack clarity and can lead to different views about what's actually been lost. And individuals and those around them, me and you, around those seniors, around those that loss, um, you know, we kind of question really, you know, what kind of loss have you really occurred? And should that loss you know, validate such deep emotional responses. And here's what we have to say about that. Allison, do you want to kind of touch base on, should, should those, be valid, those feelings be validated? Oh, absolutely. I, I think so. I mean, we all are going through life um, through our own perspective, and that is its own set of, of loss and, um, you know, it may not be a death, but it's a loss in a memory or a loss in a dream or a loss in a, you know, a plan. You know what I mean? So I absolutely think those are being validated in way, whether, you know, it may seem petty to other people, um, you know, because they may have gone through bigger loss 
a different kind of loss. It is still a type of loss in those people's lives. And I think we should respect that. You know, even though we may not understand it, we didn't go through that same thing. I mean, it's still a process that they have to um, to go through. I mean, I was supposed to go for the first time to Hawaii and I had to cancel my trip because of this. And that was like a lifetime dream for me. And so, yeah, that was a loss. I mean, other people would be like, oh, come on. You know, but I mean, heck yeah, that hurt my feelings. <laughs> That's right. You know, at seniors, I want to sit, tell you something. We celebrate you. You earned this. We hate that you're not about to put on that cap and gown um, to achieve something you've worked your whole childhood for. Um, you're amazing. Congratulations. And don't let anybody make you feel like this loss is not valid. Okay. Cause it is, it's yours and you're only equipped. And this is what I've learned through all my years of growth. Okay. Is that you are only equipped to deal with the emotions that, you know, from the journey that you've traveled on. You, you haven't traveled on mine. You have no idea what I've been through. I can't judge that. I can't judge somebody else's, you know, um, but you're, you're really literally, um, you know, getting ready to start your future, which you don't even know right at this point, you know, our college is opening back up. Am I going to have to do everything online? I was planning to move out of here and now that's never going to happen, right? So it's valid. Congratulations. And, you know, we salute you, man, because that, that is a loss. Um, it is. Yeah. And I think something that you have in common is that, you know, we'll never get it back. You know, they'll never That's get right. back. They can't go through a senior year again, just like any other loss. They never get that back. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's a tough one. It's it's a tough one. And just like the next grief that we're going to talk about, and this kind of encompasses all of the other types of grief that I did research, which is the loss of a loved one, whether it's a friend, whether it's a family member, whether it's um, a relationship. That's still a loss, right? Um, and, you know, from my own personal journey, I'll tell you what, those waves hit you. And unexpected moments that we talk about, you know, like just it comes upon you and you, you're not even expecting it. And for me, and why I thought this was important, and, and I want you to definitely elaborate on this one, Allison, because I know you've lost in your life too. Um, for me personally, it's hard to find, you know, uh, happiness in moments of joy that I should be experiencing because I feel guilty. Uh, you know, how can I feel happiness when the person that I've lost is not here to experience this with me? This is one of those moments that they should be here. And I'm not going to cry, <laughs> which this usually brings me to complete breakdown, emotion. You know, I'm still working through all those steps of grief. But um, it, but it, I will tell anybody that's going through this right now, it gets easier or maybe easier is the wrong word. It's not intensified at every moment of the day after a while, right? And then it's not intensified every week and every month, but there are moments where those waves, it, it, grief is like a, a huge wave. It comes in, it comes in, you don't even know what's gonna happen, boom! You're down in the water and you feel like you can't get back up out of it. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to, to breathe through those moments 
do what you need to do to recognize and cherish the love that you have for the, the, the loss that you've had um, and move through it. Allison, walk me through what, how you experience your grief. Um, well, it's been, um, it's been a rough few years for me as far as um, grief goes. You know, I never had any true, real, big things that happened in my life until my dad um, suddenly passed away, and that was going on about two years ago. And um, and then, and then, then my my dad, and then my my grandma, my nanny, and then I, I'm actually going through a divorce. So in, in that sense, it is a grief in itself because it's like losing a person who is still living. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it has. It's been a rough couple of years, but I will tell you, um, I'm like you. I, I I'm like a. a a roller coaster of emotions at times it feels like because I have to consciously consciously block it out I know that sounds awful but I, in order for me to do my daily routine and my things and get things done and be a good mom and move on or move on or just carry on you know I, I have to consciously block it out but like you said there are times that it comes in like a mat truck and it's just like hey you know in your face like, and then all of a sudden you're crying or you're lost in thought or whatever. And it's just, uh, I mean, gosh, I just had something last week. You know, I never given thought that my dad who passed away, like he was in the hospital and he actually passed away without anybody there next to him. And I don't know why I haven't thought about that. I didn't, I probably blocked it out and didn't want to think about it because I was already so scarred for the fact that he was taken so suddenly. But then I was like, then I thought about it and I was like, yes, it was horrible. It was like doing it all over again. It was, it was horrible. So um, it's just an emptiness that I think will always be there. You know, it, you can't, it doesn't go away. It doesn't fully go away. Like you said, it goes, it gets more manageable, if that makes any sense. Um, and I think, I don't know about you, Christy, but I, I've, I've begun to appreciate more what of myself that I see in those people, if that makes any sense. Um, and, and, and I like that. And in, in its own way, you're carrying on their memory and who they were and everything else through you in a, in a way, you know, I don't know if that makes any sense, but. It know. does, it, it totally so makes sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense. And, you know, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to tell anybody that like there is a cure for grief because literally there's not a cure. Okay. Um, but you can move out of your grief. Um, and the thing that I, I do need to say is that it's your choice. It's a choice. And if you're really not ready and you're really, you're saying you're choosing it, but you're really not, it's not going to work for you. Um, I, uh, I do, think that if you're ready to choose and if you do choose to get out of the disorienting dizzying loop of grief um, there are a few steps that you can take um, to put yourself there right so to begin um, I just want to say these are expert um, Catherine Schaffel she's a psycho psychotherapist in New York City that she put you know put out there one understand that your heart is broken even 
um, even if it's not visible to others, okay? And a lot of times it's not gonna be because like you said, Allison, you shove it down and you can be like, ha, 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 ha. And then you can go home and you can be like, oh, right? Like, ha, 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 you know, that kind of thing. And yeah. not, not making light of it, but it really is like that. Um, and I want you to keep it in mind. And there's no right or wrong way to grieve. The, there's, it's not a linear process, right? And that's, that's one of the things that, um, that, that Catherine Sheffield teaches. Just because it's been six months, four years, 15 years, whatever, none of that means anything about your grief to you, okay? Because the clock doesn't begin until you recognize it. And in other words, when you generally begin to address what happened or perhaps what never happened, right? Because I know I live in that space a lot. Like, what if I blah, 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 or what if this could have happened before? Or, you know, um, and, and that's, a, that's a hard one. Um, you can recognize before you grieve, um, you have to recognize, right? That's one of the things that we said, something happened or didn't happen that burdened you. Ironically, when you're burdened, something is given to you and taken away from you at the same time. What do you feel is taken away from you? What do you feel you're burdened with? Like you can't, you can't answer those questions until you're ready to deal with your grief. And so you're open to that. Um, you have to touch the loss, right? You have to touch the anger. You have to touch the sadness. You have to touch the bitterness, the resilience, compassion, and any other feelings that you have encountered during your loss. When you touch your grief, you make space for the feelings of your loss brought into your life, right? It might feel like counterintuitive to go back to those feelings that you want to just push down or let go or take that backpack off, right? There's no way to move through it without making contact with it. That's the, that's the suckiest part of all this. You have to pick it up. You have to hold it. You have to feel the weight of it in your hands and your heart and within your life. You have to feel the whole loss because grief demands to be felt. And until you allow yourself to encounter those feelings, you're going to remain, and this is how um, Catherine would describe this, encased in a shell of yourself under a misguided sense of self-protection, which is where you, where you push that, Allison, right? That's self-protection. Um, that's like a cactus, right? With the prickles. <laughs> Yeah. And I think it's important to remember that we, we have to offer ourselves grace. You know, I, I think that um, I consider myself a really strong person and I try to be that person for other people. And I think that's kind of where you were talking about. You go outside in the real world, you're like, I'm fine, I'm fine, everything's fine. And then you go home and you're like, everything's not fine. But, um, you know, making sure that we offer ourselves grace through that time. And, um, you know, I did, I went through that questioning, that bitterness, that why, why, you know, my dad was going to go around to churches and, um, you know, try to bring people to Jesus. And, and two days later that I found that out, that was his plan. It's like, Jesus took him. So it, it, it's one of those things where you do question like, wait, what, you know? And, and, you know, I've worked through that and, and I'm working through that, but those are all, it's all part of it it's just all part of it. Like you said, you have to go through those things and those questions and that bitterness and that anger and that sadness. And, and like, you know, just have grace with yourself that it's okay. If you're having a bad day, it's okay.
So um, that's what I have to tell myself a lot. Sometimes it's just a bad day, you know? Yeah. Sleep on it and, and tomorrow will be better. It's funny um, because I think you'll find yourself uh, in a grief club sometimes um, because yeah. you, yeah. one of the things I really want to address is that you can grow through your grief. Whatever it is that you've lost, you can grow through this, okay? Um, Allison, you mentioned that you now recognize the pieces of you that existed within or that are a part of what your dad helped create, right? Like you, you're just like him. You have mannerisms yeah, or yeah. sayings or these beautiful memories, right? Um, mm -hmm. I think that's that recognizing that is a beautiful space to be able to to be in, right? Because then you're you're cherishing and honoring the person that you you lost. Um, I also think it, it helps us develop more empathy for others that are experiencing this and going through this. I know, like I just want to get out and help anybody. I have this this you know, I hear, okay, I'm making dinner. I'm <laughs> writing cards. Um, I have a friend that, you know, she sent me letters for a, an entire year um, to help me through that grieving process. And I cherish that. And so one of the things, you know, you, you need to genuinely address your grief. You can grow through it. You can find blessings. You, you open new doors. You try new things that you wouldn't because, you know, there's a, a YOLO effect after that, right? And I think after this pandemic and the grief that's been happening through that, there's definitely gonna be some YOLO happening with these, with me, with, with you, Allison, with these crazies out there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna go Tiger King on anybody. That, that is so true that you just said that. That is so true that you just said that. I went skydiving like right after my dad died. I, I, I had no desire to do it before then. And I don't know, he died and like five months later, I was like, we're going skydiving. Yeah, exactly. So, so, you know, address it, YOLO it, if, if you get to that point, okay? Uh, understand that there's blessings through every storm that you go through. Um, if you want to chat with one of us about it, we can talk through this more. If you need an ear, we're here. Um, if you're very private, um, you know, and you're, you're dealing with this all on your own and you're ready to step out of your grief and into your life again, um, please get the help that you need. I want to encourage that. Don't stay in the pits of despair and always know that you're not alone. That's a big thing when you're experiencing grief. You feel like you're so alone in your own grief. And there could be like 10 people in the same room that are grieving the same thing. And you're still like, hey, I'm alone. Nobody knows how I feel. Um, and, I, and I don't say that lightly because nobody really literally does know how you feel. Um, but anyways, address it, get the help that you need, reach out to us. We, we're listening ears and we love you. Um, so, you know, um, with that said, that's our time for today with this. Um, we do want to do our, and I, I hate jumping out of this. It feels like I'm not being genuine. Um, but I don't want to take up more of your time because our doors are open. We've said that and we really want you to reach out to us. Um, but we're, we're, we're going to move into the next section, which is <clears throat> we want to talk about our, our local business shout out. Um, somebody that too knows a lot about grief. She's an amazing business owner. Um, she's been helping 
small business owners. She's been helping um, personal uh, personal accounts, right? Like, so if I was just going to go to her with my tax information, she'd be able to help me. But she's been helping them navigate the stimulus packages, what are available to small businesses. And that's changed every single day, Allison. Every day. We've been hearing it. Allison and I have been on conference calls. What? What's new? Oh, now small businesses aren't getting it. Oh, you have to apply again. Oh, you have, you know, so it's changed every day. And, and she knows the rules so in such exactness, uh, exactness, and and um, she's also you know been able to help her calm her clients and give them what what she calls the presidential treatment through this process, right? Through this ever changing, you know, climate of rules and um, and changes. Uh, plus, it's tax season, folks, and she's an accountant, right? Her name is Makisha Thompson. She's with Inaugural um, Accounting in Montgomery. Uh, and she, let me tell you, that woman can set up your business, she can do your personal taxes, and she can just give you advice that you're not going to find out there. Um, so I just want to shout out to you, um, Makisha. Um, and then I just want to uh, take a minute to recognize Allison's shirt that she's wearing today that she would never, <laughs> she would never show everybody. I'm fine. It's fine. I'm fine. Everything is fine. <laughs> All I'm saying is fine. Fine. Uh, I don't know what's going on, but it's fine. That's how I feel. That was a well, perfect pandemic t-shirt. That is. It's a pandemic t-shirt. I love that. Um, and I, I have talked to some other women. We already had this discussion before we got on the call. And that's that's their, and, and women and men, excuse me, don't let me, you know, discount you, you fellas too, because, you know, because it's fine. I'm fine. It's all fine. Ah, you know, like that's what I'm, that's what I feel like. Ah. So, um, so uh, last thing, next, before we jump off here, next week, we have the opportunity to, um, to interview a counselor that she is going to help us reclaim our time, reclaim our vision, reclaim our voice. Um, and she's going to give us a few tools during the call that we'll be able to do this with. So I'm super excited to be able to interview her. How about you, Allison? Yeah. Yeah, and if you're a business owner, reclaiming that time, getting that balance back is going to be off the charts because I have not found a way to do it even through this pandemic. So I'm, I'm interested in hearing what she has to say. Absolutely. Cool. All right. Any last thoughts? Um, no, let's go. Let's go out there and see the day. We're going to see you see you later I, that was a v not a u but so we're gonna see Crazy you i know uh, <laughs> so not a gangster i promise anyways till next time this is the girls next door signing off Woo. bye all